Hello and welcome to episode 126 of Water Hockey, the podcast where we dive into Texas hockey and the stories and culture that surround it. We hope you enjoyed the re-releases of our interviews with Dallas Stars alums Vern Fiddler and Marty Turco. We are back this week live with a returning guest joining us here in just a moment. But before we bring him in, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms and bookmark our new website, wadahockey.com where you can find up-to-date news and stories from all of our contributors with that being said we got to catch up with the crew we're a skeleton crew this week it's just pat and myself but pat had quite a weekend we were just talking about it before we started recording so pat how have you been welcome back to the podcast and uh you've had a uh you've had a, a summer of concerts that hopefully were will be capped off this past weekend and i say that just for temperature's sake uh yeah, dude, we had a we had a great weekend last weekend. Actually, um, went and had dinner with Jason's parents, not uh, not our Jason, but our Jason Fink. Oh, okay. We went to Cry Wolf in just on the outskirts of Deep Ellum. It's like a hole in the wall, but legitimately the best meal I've ever had in my life. What kind of what kind of food are we talking here? I had so. Th- we all picked an appetizer and we all picked an entree and split them. Okay. Um, I had Wagyu Delmonico. With I'm, so, I'm sold at Wagyu, but go ahead. Yeah. Steve had some kind of chi- like roasted chicken that was incredible. Um, and then a like a pork chop kind of. I'm underselling it. It's like <laughs> high quality chef food. Okay. But dude. 10 out of 10, 11 out of 10, maybe the best, okay. maybe the best meal I've ever had in Dallas. That's a and I've lived bold. here a long time. That's bold. I'm not That's exaggerating. Bold. And like, it's, it's a weird vibe because the food is like five star. Yeah. But it's, it feels super casual in there. Like our waitress, our server was wearing a Bob Marley shirt. Love that. So, and their service was fantastic. So I would highly recommend it. Apparently, it's really hard to get a reservation. We just kind of lucked out. Nice. But I would definitely recommend it. Also, shout out to Tina and Mark because yep. they, they, they're awesome. A couple day ones. Absolutely. And then we went to uh, we took them back to our stomping grounds up in Addison, took them to uh, Loki Pokey, which at night turns into a speakeasy, which is okay. a lot of fun. And they're they're legitimate about you got to know the password. There's like an app you got to download and they have a, uh, they have a little picture frame and it's all augmented reality. You got to point your camera at it. It's this whole thing. Okay. But I'm, I can, I'm fine with that. A lot of fun. And, and then, then you uh, went to uh, a, a little concert from this band that a couple people might've heard of. It's a very, they're very small, <laughs> kind of a grassroots band, but uh, yeah. How was that? Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. My brother-in-law, bought tickets to Metallica and they did the two day. They call it the no repeat tour. So they played Friday with Pantera and 
Mammoth, I think. Yeah. Um, and then we went on Sunday with Ice Nine Kills, my newly acquired yep. band tee, and Five Finger Death Punch, which I stood in line for merch during Five Finger Death Punch because I just don't care at all. Fair enough. Bolts. I mean, um, that's, that's the right move. Yeah. But Metallica was awesome. Um, we were pretty close to the rail on the floor. Um, almost got in a fight with some roided out dude that was, he was just pushing and, uh, knocked my sister-in-law down and she's like four foot 10. He was definitely there for five finger death punch. Yeah. Yeah. He absolutely was. And so we're all like, we're all talking shit in the section. Finally just pushed him out and was like, get the hell out of here, dude. Um, and I had just had enough up at the front. So went back kind of to some open area and then found my way into the pit, spent the back half of the show in the pit, just throwing my body around and dude, I'm sore in places that I didn't know it was possible to possible to be sore in. Like both of my rib, both sides of my rib cage hurt my neck, my shoulders, like up here in my delts hurts and i'm like i'm i'm too old for this it's because that yeah you're you're creeping up on age man welcome welcome to the realm of like the 30s and mid 30s it's it's uh everything I'm, hurts i got like three more weeks to say that i'm not 30 welcome we, we're happy to have <laughs> you here um that's so, awesome yeah. man yeah that's uh, a lot that's of fun a, that's a that's a big one i i i can't say i've been to something that big but uh but yeah, man, I'm I'm glad you're back. Pumped to be back on the show. Um, you know, I I got to do this for Jason, uh, who is is uh, got a huge shout out to Jason by the way for taking care of those intros the last two weeks. So uh, that being said, if you're looking to replace your moldy old hockey bag with a broken zipper, check out ConwayandBanks.com. They make premium quality bags that are built to last. They include removable organizers to keep your gear organized keeps everything dry and waterproof uh, or keeps everything dry with the waterproof materials and giant vents. Uh, our favorite feature on the show is the built-in foot mat to keep those feet dry from those nasty wet locker rooms comes in multiple different sizes and multiple color patterns. So you'll be sure to find one that you love get 10% off using code water hockey 10 and get your gear to the rink in we need to make shirts that just say style and then just kind of fades away into the mess. <laughs> um, pretty exciting news. Obviously, like we talked about earlier, wadahockey.com is live. We've got stories up now. Huge shout out to all of the contributors that have jumped on board. We had quite a few people reach out and actually want to be a part of that. So really uh, kind of blown away by the reception from people. So, you know, support those writers because that's how – uh, that's how I got started and brought, you know, Pat and Jason in. And then this kind of evolved into water hockey from there. So, you know, huge shout out to them. Uh, you also, as of this recording dropping, have one day left to pre-order your very own water hockey jersey for this specific run. We are pumped to be working alongside Tidal Wave Sports. So make sure to head over to their website, TidalWaveSports.com. That's T-I-T-L-E, WaveSports.com. Pop open the shop tab where you will see the option to pre-order your very own Wada Hockey jersey today. Uh, things are still going good on my end. Not much to report. Playing a lot more hockey lately just because, one, 
I love it. I'm extremely excited just to be a part of the community here. I've, I've probably said it multiple times before. Also, uh, it's not hot in there. And honestly, any way I can escape the heat, I'm going to take it. Um, you know, if, if you if you're ever mm-hmm. at a point in your life where you're like, I need to get out of this heat, just go sit in a hockey rink. Just you might end up playing the sport. You might not. Doesn't matter. It's free air conditioning. So do yourself a favor. Just go to a hockey rink. Hockey season's right around the corner. Um, speaking of summer, Sauce Toss is the game of summer. If you're looking for a way to spend some time in the heat, head over to SauceToss.com and use promo code WADASAUCE for 10% off your entire order today. And lastly, before we bring our guest in, play every day with Nice Mitts, the perfect fit beyond the rink. Where athleisure meets hockey. Nice Mitts brings players a complete lineup of hockey, athleisure, apparel, and ultralight pro-level style gloves. The Pro Series mitts are designed for players who want pro-level protection and the ability to feel the puck like never before. The PSM gloves are the first hockey gloves that are machine wash friendly, so you can keep them fresh. If you play hockey, you know how bad your hands smell after a skate, so do yourself a favor. Check out the Pro Series mitts from Nice Mitts, and now your gloves will stay fresh and look new for every shift. Check them out now at NiceMitts.com and score 10% off at checkout with Wada Hockey 10. With that being said, we are happy to welcome back someone we had on last season and has arguably the premier shoe game out of any guest we have ever had on the podcast, even to this day. He began his first professional season with the Allen Americans before finishing with the Greenville Swamp Rabbits, where he has re-signed for the upcoming ECHL season. Welcome back to the show, L.A. Grissom. How are you, sir? How has the offseason been? How are you? Uh, pretty good. Uh, nice needed break, but uh, just happy to get back to skating and working out and ready for the season to get started. So, But other than that, I've been pretty good. Okay, so we were talking a bit before uh, about the offseason and kind of the training. You said you've been skating a lot more, getting some workout in. And you are, I guess we, is disciple a good word of pickleball? You are a disciple of pickleball now this summer? We can change that to master if you like. (laughs) The high priestess of pickleball, the master himself, L.A. Grissom. (laughs) Uh, maybe Lord of Pickleball will just go. <laughs> I mean, it's, you, your name is Lord Anthony. It's only fitting yeah. that we go with that. <laughs> uh, no, but I've been, I'm decent at it. Uh, been playing a ton. Uh, probably logging eight to 10 hours a week. Jeez. Uh, kind of excited to get back to the season because I talked to one of my teammates there. Uh, I guess him and his girlfriend play. So uh, hoping we get out there and at some point, and I'm sure there's a ton of pickleball courts it's pretty warm out there so i'd assume there's got to be some in the area by our apartments so i mean could we potentially see the rise of you being called pickle like going maybe season like you just dominate yeah just dominate everyone in pickleball to where everyone just calls <laughs> you pickle on the ice and yeah. no one asks any questions <laughs> how did you get into pickleball did you, you just like decided to go out there one day um no it was like i kept seeing it on like Facebook and TikTok and uh, my girlfriend's sister was talking about it and I said I wanted to play it a while back, never really got into it. And this summer I just kind of said, you know what, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to I'm going to get a paddle. And uh, I ended up using their first and I was like playing so much. I'm like, I'm kind of breaking this paddle down. I'm going to go get a pretty decent one. And 
it's fully committed to, <laughs> fully committed <laughs> to it. So uh, I, I love it. It's uh, it's kind of addicting. Um, solos is kind of fun, especially if you're getting against someone who's pretty competitive. So uh, those games like typically will last like for us 15 minutes just to get to 11 points because how competitive is back and forth. So uh, I, I love it. It's fun. So when you step onto the court, the the pickleball court, um, you know you look at the style of a lot of these these tennis players. Are you a headband guy? Are you a hat headband guy? guy? Okay, headband guy. I was a hat guy in the beginning, but my face was just getting too drenched with sweat, so I had to commit to a headband. It's and honestly, it works. <laughs> it honestly, it's not for the style. It actually works for what. Okay, fun. okay, all right. Well, I mean, if you're if you're on the lookout for for pickleball style tips, LA is your guy. So, oh, yeah. uh, you know, before we dive too too much deeper into the style aspect of things. Um, you have a full pro, uh, pro season under your belt now. So kind of looking back now, uh, and we're almost completely wrapped up with the off season. Thank goodness. It's, I think everyone's ready to get back to, uh, the rink in, in one aspect or another. Um, was it what you expected and, and was there anything that was different about it or any big surprises that kind of jumped out to you during the season that, you know, maybe you, you weren't expecting or something that you expected to be a little bit different? Uh, I think the main thing was just like the recovery aspect of it. I mean, obviously, you know that you're going to play three on a weekend, maybe four and five. Uh, and I think that that with like, you know, travel, I mean, it can get pretty hectic. So um, especially with uh, in Greenville, we had a bunch of trips where we would play, um, say, like a Thursday night in like at, at, at Atlanta. Then we might come back home and then play Friday night in uh and like with the stingrays play them friday night we might have saturday off and then we might come back home and play against savannah like yeah i mean it yeah. just kind of varied or we'd have a tuesday game in atlanta and then we're on the road we got we got the stingrays on friday and then we're busting down to jacksonville to play too so it just you know that type of travel the recovery aspect of it, you're kind of sleeping on a bus for the most part getting in at like two in the morning uh, I think that grind of it was like, obviously people tell you like, hey, the travel is you know big in it too. Like you got to recover and think, things like that, but it, you don't really know it until you live it. And so I think yeah. that was the biggest thing that I wasn't like really expecting to, uh, you know, kind of weigh it. It does take a toll on your body for a little bit. I mean, especially when you're getting back late. Um, I mean, I remember we played against Jacksonville on a Saturday night and our game went to overtime of course. And yeah. we got to get on a bus and we're getting back home and we're playing a 2 p.m. game at home against Savannah. So it's like oh, you're getting in at mm. like two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. And now you're about to play a game in 11 hours. So it's it's just things like that that, you know, to adjust to and to figure out. Obviously, it took time. But, you know, once you figure out, OK, what's a good time to get a nap in, the stretches in and things like that, take care of your body. I mean, it was smooth sailing after that. And, and obviously, you know, and we'll dive into it a little bit more here in, in just a second uh, with the with the move over to uh, Greenville. But, um, you know, you, you were in a position here when you were with Allen. You played with a lot of guys that are, are veterans, essentially, to the coast. Um, you know, guys like Saucerman and, 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 you know, names like that. How how beneficial was it to have those guys around, you know, whether it was an Allen or Greenville, what, what were some of the uh, the pieces of advice? Because, you know, obviously you were saying 
people were telling you the travel takes a toll on the body. What was that like for you to kind of have those discussions and, and what did you kind of take from them? Cause they have obviously kind of been through the ringer, so to speak, when it comes to travel. Um, I think for sure it was like, uh, I sat next to Sosterman in the locker room. So, I mean, I see his routine every day. It was, mm-hmm. you know, he was in there early, getting treatment done, whatever bumps and bruises, things like that taken care of. And then after practice, he's, you know, on the floor doing stretches. He's got his yoga mat. He's, you know, doing it all and really taking care of his body. And the first bit, first, uh, I'd say first couple of weeks, I was kind of like getting out of there pretty early. And then after seeing him like do that over, and that was his routine every day. Like, Hey, I, I have to take care of my body because what people don't realize is you get a bump or a bruise, like, you know, you can, in other sports, you have time to take time to, you know, let it heal and everything like that. Yeah. Whereas like for us, we don't, really have as much time off so it's as soon as your game's done sunday you might have a game on wednesday you don't really have that much time to recover so if you can kind of take care of your body ahead of time like and you stay on it it'll help your body heal faster that way you can be at least close to 100 percent as much as you can um, as fast as possible so guys like that seeing grover do the same thing combs do the same thing like those guys really take care of their body so i kind of like just after watching them it was like that's something that I need to do make sure that I'm doing the same thing, make sure I'm getting a cool down in after games, things like that. Yeah. I mean, you got to have those kind of guys to, to, to get that knowledge. So, um, but you know, out of curiosity, cause I think this is a side of the sport and sports in general that you don't really hear about because that's, it's not always a fun topic to talk about. Cause obviously you were well, well liked here in, in the um, Allen Americans fan base and by the team. And, you know, obviously the front office was fantastic and, you know, working alongside them, uh, you know, you were traded to the Greenville Swamp Rabbits and, and really that was your kind of, I was, I would assume first introduction to the, the quote unquote business side of, of the sport. Um, you know, with, you know, you don't have to go into a, a lot of detail cause obviously it's never the most exciting thing to talk about, but what was that like for you? Uh, what was that from your vantage point? And was it something that you had been told about, you know, Hey, just kind of keep, keep an eye out or keep an ear out or, um, you know, what was kind of your mentality when that happened and, you know, how did that kind of shape the rest of your season from then on out? Uh, I think the, I kind of had a feeling going into that week. Um, we had just got down uh, a D from Belleville. And so we were already like pretty much at our number, past our number for D. Yeah. And I just felt like I was like, if anybody's going, it's probably me. Um, so I kind of like started mentally preparing for that. Um, so, I, you know, I had an idea and then I did play that that weekend and uh, things happened where I w- thought I might have been going in, but it didn't end up happening. And uh, so I, you know, I was talking to my roomie roommate uh brownie at the time i'm like yeah i mm-hmm. think i think it's coming it's it might be monday uh i think you know my girlfriend had just left at the time i was like yeah i'm not really too sure um how it's going to work out uh for me and you know obviously you try to stay as positive as you can you still show up to rink you still be as positive as possible um and end up happening it didn't happen monday it ended up happening tuesday uh, i got the call from coach asking to come in you know he sat down and just gave me up front. I mean, it just band aid pull right away. Hey, we, you know, we don't want to do this, but this is part of the business. And uh, like I said before, I, I have no hard feelings about it. I mean, it's part of the business. I mean, I know yeah. that, you know, that going in like that, that could happen. And so I was pretty much like had to pack. I packed that day. I left out pretty early in the morning. I was I said I was going to leave at five in the morning or six in the morning. And 
I just couldn't sleep. So I kind of got on the road at pretty much like two thirty three in the morning because I was like, I what's the point of me just sleeping for like 30 minutes, waking up like just that anxiety of like, I got to get on the road. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of kicked out early, drove to South Carolina, got there that night. Uh, they were playing in Savannah that day. So I got in. Uh, one of the guys ended up opening up the apartment for me to get in, move in. And that was Wednesday. They had a couple guys skate because they just played the night before. Uh, and then it was a full practice Thursday and then right into a game Friday. So, like, for me, it was that you can't dwell on it. I mean, you got a game. Yeah. Thursday and then it like at the end of the day, I did I have time to process what was going on? Yeah, my drive was my process to like, oh, all right, well, you know what? The best thing about it is it's a fresh start. And that's how I took yeah. it. It's like it's like it's a completely new season. Whatever happened, whatever mistakes I made in the past with playing with Allen, it was a completely fresh start, a fresh group of guys. Like I can go into this and be pouting about it, or I can go into it and be you know, the positive and like, hey, look at it as another opportunity in the league and another opportunity to play with, you know, a different group of guys and try to win a championship. So that's kind of the the path that I went. And when I got there, it was, uh, you know, jump right in practices. And uh, Coach uh, Lordo, I talked to him in the locker room and he said like, hey, you know, we we don't know obviously what systems wise yet, like we're, we're like what I was going to be, how I was going to fit into it. So he's like, you know, he's like, I might play you one game. I might play you two just to kind of see like, you know, so you can see from the stands, like how they like to run things. And I said, perfectly fine with that and came in that first day. I ended up playing the first game uh, that Friday uh, played pretty well. And then Saturday I got a chance to see like how from the stands, like what they like to do, how they like to kill uh, power plays and things like that. So uh, it was pretty good to, you know, first off one, get traded <laughs> just because I, I had never yeah. been traded. Even in juniors, I'd never been traded. So it was good to see how how it is. And, you know, and in all honesty, it just it was a, just a fresh start. That's how I felt. I was like this weight was off my shoulder. I didn't feel like everything just kind of went away. And it was like, all right, well, it's a new season now. Like and I get a chance to start it right now in January. There you go. I mean, I think that's a I, like I said, a lot of people don't really like to ask those questions, uh, you know, when, but it, it seems like it worked out for the best for you. So I, you know, just wanted to throw it out there, kind of get a little bit of a different aspect, if you will. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, I'm going from Dallas to Greenville. Like, I mean, I'm still going from one good city to another good city. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> from what I actually, it was kind of good timing because I ended up missing that snowstorm you guys got. And then oh, I got to Greenville yeah. and it was like 75 degrees. <laughs> I didn't see any, I didn't, I didn't see any snow. The only snow I saw was when I went home for two days at Christmas and then that was it. And then once I came back, it was, I, I hadn't seen any snow pretty much. So it was, it was kind of good. It's kind of nice. Well, Christmas dream. Yeah. I got to follow up on kind of that whole process, but from a personal aspect, um, when you found out that you were getting traded and you know, I assume your girlfriend lived here in Dallas with you. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, no, she was fly at the time she was flying back and forth from uh, Wisconsin. Cause she, she's a NICU nurse. So she was at work, she'd work and then pretty much fly back and then fly back, go to work and then fly back. So she was okay. pretty much like every month. So yeah, she was uh, logged a lot of flight miles. That's for sure. <laughs> that's an MVP. Is, move. Yeah, Absolutely. I was going to say, how did she react to the move, uh, anticipating that she lived here with you? Um, but I assume the setup is kind of similar now, just maybe a shorter yeah. flight. 
Yeah, well, now, uh, for, so she was doing the same thing once I got to Greenville. The only thing that was different was the prices of tickets. So flying from Chicago to Dallas, it's like dirt cheap because there's like yeah. thousands of flights a day that go yeah. from Dallas to Chicago um, every day. So it's like, but flying from Chicago to Greenville that we do have an airport in Greenville is just more expensive to fly kind of direct in. And the, the, the chances of you getting one of those flights are like, they don't have that many as many coming from Chicago straight to Greenville. So you might have right. a layover in like Charlotte or a layover in Atlanta. Um, so it's that part of it wasn't very good, but she just got a, uh, online job. So now she'll be able to, uh, kind of travel with this year. So, um, Nice. If I do, if I do end up getting traded, at least she can start packing. And I think she owes me <laughs> one for the pack. <laughs> she she w was not happy with the organization of how I put it in the car or when she got there, but she was wondering why like deodorants was with the cleaning stuff. Like I ah, just packed every everything made it. That's all. Yeah, I'm everything doing. goes. Everything goes. Okay, so obviously this is something we talked about last time we had you on. Um, you know, it's no secret that the shoe game is strong with you. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of curious from your aspect because, you know, you, you have it, we, we discussed a little bit, you have an interest in kind of social media and marketing, maybe a, in a life after hockey. Um, so with your interest in that, how do you feel the sport of hockey could improve in some ways with displaying more personality in their athletes, maybe from, from a style standpoint, you know, or, just overall, I mean, you know, I think we did, we did touch on this a little bit briefly on the uh, the last time we had you on, but you know, now that you've you've got a full season under your belt, maybe you've seen a little bit more of, you know, the the behind the scenes of of social media and, and that aspect. You know, in your opinion, how do you think that the sport could change to make that better to to kind of maybe make the athletes not more marketable, but seem more marketable to a certain degree? Uh, a lot of that has to do with just like you know partnerships within the athlete uh, obviously like or partnerships within the league so like the obviously they use like new balance and adidas and yeah uh, I, I mean if you go nike or jordan brand like that's when you start getting like if you want to change a culture or change like how like things are perceived like i mean just look at golf like this new market and era for golf it's like is a lot more younger people wanting something new. And then that's why yep. I have like live golf kind of like shut off because it was like, you got music playing while people are golfing. You got people throwing beers and drinking beers and like, you know, they're having, you know, I mean, obviously it, it takes away from like the old style of it, but it's this new fresh thing that everybody's like, Oh, I absolutely love that. And I think like, if you look at it from that standpoint, you can have like as people probably don't realize like Jordan track suits or like Nike tech suits, like that people love that stuff. And like in the market that I'm in, when I'm like selling shoes or things like that, people love that type of uh, attire. It looks good. What a pair of Jordans or a pair of dunks. And like, if you want to move into that type of like, how can we grow the game or how can we bring new people in? Like you have to look at brands like Nike and Jordan because they do mm -hmm. ultimately like they have, those those type of clients that clientele that if that's what you want to grow your your game into or just to add to like that's that's something that I personally would look at like um, and maybe having guys come in with a pair of Jordans or a pair I mean like some guys do like Austin Austin Matthews comes in occasionally with a pair of Jordans or SBs or Dunks or whatever he decides to come into but and they're obviously they're a lot more expensive but you know that's when some people don't realize like 
that pops up on the sneaker culture. Like that pops into like groups that I'm in and they're posting like, oh, this athlete. And I'm like, you mean Austin Matthews? Like, but they don't know who that is. They don't yeah. know who that is because they, they don't see them coming in their, you know, suit tie every, every game, which I, I get that too. And I, I mean, obviously I'm not saying we should show up in shorts and a t-shirt, but I, but for other things and like other times, I think there are occasions where that might be kind of cool to see, like if they show up to say the all-star game and they're not, you know, they're obviously dressed down a little bit, but dressed down and they got, Nike techs on and like Jordan yeah. or something like that, that might change a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It It's a little bit of a bummer because obviously, you know, you've been in the sport, you're pretty much your whole life. You look back and, and Nike had the partnership with, I think it was Bauer. Bauer. Yeah. Nike Bauer. They had some unreal skates. I'm not a big Bauer guy. I, I tend to lean towards CCM warrior companies like nice mitts, Conway and banks, you know, the smaller, um, you know, companies trying to, to get a foothold in the, in the industry. And you just don't see a lot of that bold crossover kind of stuff anymore. Um, so I'm with you though. I think that's a great, that's a great way to look at it is just let the guys be the guys. Like you're going to have guys that are boring. Uh, you know, Connor McDavid is one of the Jamie Ben, Connor McDavid, the arguably one of the top guys, if not the best player in the world, might be the most bland individual to be in the sport of hockey. That's fine. But then you've got guys like Austin Matthews and the pencil stash and the style and all that kind of goes with it. And uh yeah, I, I just curious. I think it's a great that's a great answer, great opportunity yeah, to kind of like, get more into it. I like look at uh like when I was playing in Peoria, like uh John Key Trudell, like he, you know. He said, you know, come to the rink, obviously not wearing sweatpants and a hoodie for a game, but like come to the rink and be yourself. And so I think that changed a little bit with like, uh, like I was just showing up to the rink at the beginning with like suits and everything. And I'm and guys are like, hey, you like you don't have to dress like that to the rink if you want to. Yeah. If you feel like that's what's going to make you play better or anything yeah. like that, like do it. But if you like feel like, OK, you want to throw a pair of Jordans on or something with like a polo and some ABC pants or something like a little more comfortable. It's not traditional, but it's something that you feel comfortable in to get the best out of you do it. And I think that helped a lot of guys in that room that was like, Oh, I can be myself. I can come in with like, you know, a denim jacket with some denim jeans and like, you know, like (laughs) the full, the full, you know, tuxedo, like like, exactly. Like, and I think that's, I think guys were pumped about that. They were pumped to come in. And some guys were like jerseys in occasionally. And it was like they just felt, you know, and those were the times that they had their best games because they came in so confident, yeah. like, hey, this is what I'm, this is me, you know? That makes sense. Um, kind of moving on a little bit to, uh, oh, and I also have to comment, or if you come in with a cowboy hat, you know, that was kind <laughs> of your thing here last year. So. Yeah. Um, something that we really haven't taken a deep dive into. Um, outside of just a, a very you know quick question uh, with a lot of guys. So when you're in season or even out, do you consume a lot of hockey content? Or during the season, is it usually a hyper-focus on your team and your play on the ice? Um, and then I wrote this note in because I had to give a little bit of a dick, especially given that the Red Wings haven't given fans much to be excited about during the season. <laughs> <laughs> I want to pray. Come back to me next year about that. Okay. Uh, all right. Okay. In the season, tell me how how we look. All right. Um, all right. Deal. But I will say, uh, I think in season I'm more so focused on like our team 
my play, things like that. Like I'm watching more film on that than I am watching NHL games. Like I'll throw a couple on every once in a while. Like if we're on the road or something like that, yeah, I might throw a game on if I have connection or, you know, Wi-Fi to able to do that. I will, or sitting at the hotel, I'll watch it. But uh, for the most part, it's mainly just our team um, towards like, I'd say towards the end of the season when everybody's getting the playoffs, then yeah, like it's way more like more NHL games, more play. Cause that's when it's like you, that's when everybody's in that desperation. Like we have to win this game where it's like, there's some games you'll watch in the NHL come regular season. It's like, this is a long season. Like, let's just try to make sure we're all healthy and try to make playoffs. And yeah. you get that different, that playoff, those playoff games are way more different just the regular season games. So that's when I'm more, like focus on like I'm watching every single game because that's when guys are like full send blocking shots, full send hitting. Like that's when they're putting everything on the line and laying everything out just to win a cup. So I think that's when I'm mainly more focused on uh, watching more NHL games. But I, I will throw a few on um, if especially if it's uh, like if it's the wings or if it's going to be a good matchup game, mm-hmm. like I'll, I'll, I'll definitely toss that on. So, and then kind of going back, what about in the off season? Do you kind of disconnect from the sport aside from just your general workouts, getting on the ice, or do you find yourself kind of maybe going down a rabbit hole on Instagram or on YouTube of past games or interviews or, or any kind of documentaries? That's something that I've been really big on this, this summer is just, you know, trying to consume where I can, or for you, is it like that? Or do you just kind of like pull back and you're like, I'm, I'm playing pickleball this summer. So I'm. Uh, I think it's more. I think it's more like at the beginning of the summer is more just like a decompress from the game. Uh, Obviously, still skating and working out, but it's not so much like I need to go watch film. Um, That I just I feel like that's my time off. That's my time to kind of get away from the game, especially when it's you were playing so many. Um, So I feel like that's like, and then so I look at it as like, okay, I'm. I go to work, I go skate, I go work out. And like, then I go play pickleball. The pickleball is like my fun part of the day is that's like yeah. the first two things I were doing is like, that's business. I'm, that's like work for me. So uh, the pickleball is just like, kind of like, a, oh, okay, I can go out and have fun. Like if I lose, I lose. If I win, I win. It's just more of a, you know, I get to decompress a little bit from just even the, just the skate and workout portion of it. Um, I'd say towards the end, like around this time, that might be where I'm like, okay, let me kind of look down, sit down and say like, Hey, like, let me go through like my personal opinions on like how I felt through the season. Uh, this is usually in the next, usually in the next couple of weeks, that's when I kind of start putting my goals in play of like, this is what I want to reach at, by this point. This is what I want to do. This is kind of how I want the season to end and things like that. So uh, that's more closer as we get closer to the season. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense completely. How do you, how do you go about setting your goals? Do you look at, performance last season or is it more of just like this is what i feel i'm capable of and this is what i need to do to get there uh it's basically based off of last season um things like that so i'll go through and see like okay this is the amount of games i play this is like the things that i did that i feel like i needed to work on this is how the next season how i want to do this is how i want to be this is how like working on things in the summer uh, with my, with the skating coach that I'm with, like he, you know, things that he said, like, Hey, this is where I see you need to kind of work on. Let's, let's kind of hammer that in right now. And then let me know at the end of the season, like, how'd you feel doing this or just adjustment that we just worked on. And that, so I'll throw that in like my goals of like, okay, this is kind of like, I, you know, I want to have a, more attention to detail with my stick, or I want to have like close gaps, more things like that. Um, and then just kind of 
build a goal based off of that topic and say like, mm-hmm. okay, I want to have, you know, say like seven or eight. I don't know. I'm just throwing a number out there, just like knocking pucks out of the air. If guys try to make a pass through, like I want to have that many per game, things like yeah. that, uh, that I, I would just kind of like um, put down on my list of things that, you know, goals that I want to accomplish. Like last season, I didn't have too many because I didn't know kind of like where, <laughs> like <laughs> what type of goals to set for myself. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't really have too many of them, but this season I can, I now after having one full season in, I can kind of say like, okay, this is kind of, kind of how I want to be. This is how I want to put myself where I think I should be at things that I want to be by this point, whether it's in a lineup and things like that. I was going to yeah, say, you got to have that baseline. Yeah. Before. Yeah. And from like a mental aspect, it's got to be so much less stressful knowing you've got a full season under your belt and now you can kind of go and say, okay, I, I proved to myself that I can get through a full season of pro hockey. Now that I've done that, now maybe it's time to step it up a little bit and like, I don't have to prove myself. I've already done right. that. I'm here. I've made it. I survived. I was on two teams and I, I thrived in both systems to the best of my abilities. You know, how, how does it feel kind of going into that mindset of like, okay, now I'm not the new guy anymore. I'm not a rookie. Right. Um, right. Are you like, are you looking for like a sophomore? I don't want to say bounce back, but like a, a sophomore, you know, kind of flex to kind of go into. And how does that kind of like mentally set you up for success going into this season? I think it's just like, like you said, like it's one season on a belt. I was definitely nervous going in because I had no idea what to expect. And now I know what to expect. Now it's just yeah. like, okay, I'm ready to go. Like I'm ready for the season to start because I know now I know exactly the teams we're going to play. I know what type of styles they're going to play. So it's like, I, before I was going into games, I didn't know how Wichita was going to play. I had no clue how Tulsa was going to play. I didn't, I didn't know those things. Whereas now, like, even now being in Greenville, I know how each one of those teams play. We played them multiple times. Like, I know what to expect, and I can, I know I can go in confidently, knowing like, okay, I can do this and that against different teams. So before Patrick asks his questions, I am curious because, like you said, you you know how Pete like teams play. Are there specific guys now that you're like? God, I can't wait to face off against this guy. Like, it's going to be a battle for one reason or another. You don't have to yeah. name names. We're not trying to put targets on backs, but yeah. is that kind of a, you know, are, are you are you kind of looking ahead and circling the calendar going, man, I hope this guy's on the ice that night? Yeah, there's a, there's a couple teams that, you know, we have our rivals in our division, and uh, there's definitely some players that you're like, you know, you – you didn't get that last lick in that you wanted to. And yeah, there's definitely some players and, uh, you know, hoping that, okay, I hope they come back. Cause this is gun. This is like, you know, they got the best of me in this game. I, you know, I owe them one. So I think that's yeah. definitely, you come in with a little more chip on the shoulder. And so, yeah, there's definitely some teams that I, there's not specifically a player, but there's definitely teams for me that I'm like, I, I can't wait to play them. Like we definitely, we definitely owe them. We'll, we'll figure out those, uh, those teams that off the air. Yeah. <laughs> We'll get we'll get the flow. What was it the flow hockey sports login? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's shift to to off ice a little bit. We'll we'll go super casual here. Spend a lot of time on the road. What are your go to shows or movies that you found yourself dialed into on the bus in the hotel, whatever? Um, live PD has been a lot on usually when we're in the hotel room live pd that's I, that yeah. seems like a hotel show that is oh, just a, i don't know what it is it's just the perfect like you can 
be on your phone and still look up and be like, well, what's going on? And then you can kind of, <laughs> like, it kind of like resolves itself and then you can go back to your phone and then you can look up again. It's just something completely different. It just keeps you kind of like, kind of, it kind of just keeps you engaged and you're just sitting there with roommates like, what's going on right now? <laughs> uh, if I'm on the bus, like, um, it's kind of depends like if there's like a like a new untold story on like netflix things like that if that pops up um depending on like uh what's going on on netflix really realistically that's kind of how it is um but more recently i'm finally catching back up with like love island because i think that is just one of the funniest shows (laughs) i I love it it's so funny um I, the UK ver- version is definitely way better than the USA version, but right That's now I'm catching heard, up on, the, yeah. on the, the USA version. Um, so I've got that. Uh, right now, Ballers. Um, I watched it a little bit in college, but um, every single time I was like watching it with my roommates, and then like I'd go to class, and then I'd come back, and they're like, "It's only thirty minute episodes," so I'd miss like yeah. four episodes, and I'm like, "All right, what happened?" So then I was like playing catch up nonstop watching it. So uh, right now I'm kind of sitting down watching that. So. Um, but on the bus and things like that, it just kind of depends on what's on on Netflix. And a lot of it's usually like like docs, um, things yeah. like Stranger Things when that comes back out. Uh, just any any sort of like interesting doc that I'm kind of into. So usually an untold story for sure, though. Untold is it's so good. Yeah. The, the, late, the latest ones are really good. Yeah, yeah. the Johnny Menzel one was pretty good. That um, one was good. I'm excited for uh, the Tim Tebow one. Yep. I don't know if did you watch the Balco one yet? I have not. That one I watched that one yesterday. It is it's up to par with the rest of them. Oh, Easily. really? Good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I mean, I, do we Pat? Do we need to humble brag for a second about the untold stories? I mean, we certainly could. I mean, <laughs> we may or may not have had AJ Galante from the Danbury Trashers on the podcast way oh, way back. Really? And I will say a, a solid the, hour one of the nicest guys uh, around like and this was in the this was in the peak of when when that documentary came out and we reached out to him he was nice enough to respond and he was like you know if i don't respond right away it's because i'm just fielding messages left and right i've been bombarded um and he came on and yeah i mean we talked pretty much for an, an hour straight on the podcast and i want to say we talked for like another 30 or 45 minutes after we stopped recording. yeah i mean wow he he is exactly like he is on on the documentary. Just a super like chipper guy, really really easy to talk to. And and yeah, we he's got family down here in North Texas, and we told him like if you're ever in the area, man, you gotta let us know. It'd be awesome just to like grab a cup of coffee, grab a drink, grab lunch somewhere. But yeah, that was that was a really cool moment for us because he popped up on the screen. We're like. Oh, oh damn this is real all right cool that's actually that was probably that's probably one of my favorite ones that was it was unbelievable that one it was like you couldn't even put your phone like you shouldn't even have had your phone in your hand you were so locked in the whole time. exactly yeah. yeah that yeah. that was episode 44 and that was actually an hour and 20 Jeez. minutes wow here we are look at us go um yeah no i'm i'm with you on the untold and uh, stranger things news apparently last season's going to be eight episodes yeah. um sh- shorter season than uh, season four we'll we'll see how that wraps up but i'm oh, god i can't wait i'm so dialed in dialed in on I'm that excited. show i'm excited <laughs> last one it's kind of a follow-up uh anything lined up for this season you have a list that you 
compile of things you want to come back to and wait until it all comes out and then binge it on the road. Um, oh no, there's because I'm probably gonna watch them all before I even get to it. <laughs> before I even get to any road trips because our first game isn't until like October 21st. So uh, there's got to be like new stuff coming out by then. Hopefully, I yeah, I don't know with the with the writers' strike, man. It's it's been tough going. Yeah, and I I mean, actually, uh, there is one that I'm gonna end up having to watch. Is uh, you know, what Jelly Roll is. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So I had no clue who Jelly Roll was uh, okay. until what was that Saturday? I had no clue. People were like, my girlfriend's mom was like, Jelly Roll's in Milwaukee. We got to go. I was like, <laughs> who is Jelly Roll? <laughs> what and, is a Jelly Roll? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, what is that? And like, they're like, how do you not know who that is? I'm like, I have no clue. I have no idea. So can you explain to me who this person is? Yeah. And then I like looked him up and I like heard a couple songs and I was like, oh, I've heard that. But I've heard him before. Yeah. And so we actually end up going to a, a jelly, the Jelly Roll concert. And I guess now I'm a jelly. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's pretty, pretty good. And I think he has a, apparently he has a doc on Hulu and it's supposed to be pretty good. So I think it, I might save that for when the season comes. There you go. That's okay. a good one. Yeah. Um, have you watched The Bear yet? No, that was I was actually just thinking about that thing. If if that's because uh, it, it's going to be a while, I believe, before season three comes out. Yeah. Um, and the what first two seasons, it's called The, the Bear. Bear. Uh, it's on Hulu and by far one of the best shows I've watched in the past probably five, ten years. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's long story short. It's about a restaurant in Chicago. World renowned chef comes back because um, of some family stuff and they end up he ends up trying to like revamp the restaurant and just the whole thing kind of unfolds from there it's so well done so well written the acting is phenomenal um yeah uh, have 10 you, out of 10 cannot recommend have you watched shameless before i've seen shameless yes so uh lip from shameless one of the brothers he's yeah. the main character in the bear oh okay yeah. so he but he basically plays lip as a chef <laughs> oh, <sweet>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's oh, so good. Be pretty good then <laughs> yeah. yeah it's so good there are some there are some pretty stressful episodes but i i think it also leads to making the episodes that are lighter that much more enjoyable because you're like not completely stressed out at the end of the episode and you're like man that was just so yeah. refreshing not to feel like complete trash at the end of that episode <laughs> it's so good That's incredible so i'm you know we don't really have anything else um obviously you know you you spent some time here in allen and we haven't had you on since then um what's kind of your message for the allen fans and and maybe some of the people with allen um you know now that you kind of maybe have a platform to do so because obviously that was your start in pro hockey and you know obviously would love to have you back hope that you can make your way back to allen one day um but what's kind of your message to to those guys and and what was it like for you being here for your first kind of stint in pro hockey uh honestly it was such a fun experience i had an absolute blast even the guys in the room like you know they're i still talk to a few of them anyways like even just even having not played with them in months but you know we still connect uh crone's supposed to be obviously going to the wolves i told him to shoot me a text because I'm not too far from him, so once he uh, gets to camp or, or gets to his camp, I'm gonna try to pop down and grab lunch with him. And 
uh, chat with him for a bit. So, uh, I mean, the fan base was incredible. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on the name, but there's a, a suite, um, like far, if you're on the bench, it's like to the far right. And they always had a banner and they had oh, a banner yeah. with my name. Yeah. And so like the fans like that, they're awesome. And, uh, they had a little daughter that we took pictures with and, you know, unbelievable family to meet. And, um, you know, the people like Elizabeth who made the, sure, you know, transition even yeah. easier, even when I went to Greenville, she, uh, had connections there that she talked to. And like, so I felt, you know, a little bit more at home once I got there and it's just like, the, you know, the list goes on. It was just a, I had a great time there in Allen and I'm happy that that was my first, like first full season to start with them. Um, I mean, obviously they have a pretty rich organization and like history and things like that. And so, um, it was kind of cool to kind of get into that. I mean, I've heard horror stories from people around the leagues about like, oh, we don't have like great organization. You know, we don't, you know, they don't treat us right and blah, blah, blah. But for us, like, I mean, you get there and you get treated very well. I'd be obviously like you kind of fly almost everywhere except for to Wichita and Tulsa. So you can't yeah. really complain too much about like travel because you're on a plane. So um, obviously you have layovers and things like that. But I mean, it, it, you'd rather have that than sit on a bus for 25 hours. So oh god definitely. <laughs> yep. so so definitely things like that and uh like i said i had a i had a fun time there and you know maybe down the road if it happens to come back i will happily come back because I, I, I like i said i loved it there awesome man and, well, I, st and I still wear the cowboy hat to games even that's in what we need i mean that was kind of uh, we were hoping that you would bring <laughs> it up because that yeah. was a, that was definitely a fashion statement I think throwing on some SBs or some dunks, yeah. some high tops, and throwing on a cowboy hat is just an absolute power move, like a one-two yep. combination that is unrivaled. So <laughs> good, good to hear that. Hopefully that sticks around for the entirety of your career, wherever it may I think it. You. I think it has to. I think it has yeah. to at this point. So, I And, I mean, uh, it's just a great way to kind of give homage back to, you know, the first pro experience. It's like, why do you wear the cowboy hat? I, I played in Texas for my pro, first pro team. And they're yeah. like, they'll just be like, oh, okay, all right. Well, yep. <laughs> makes sense. Makes, makes sense. Yeah. I don't. All right. I, no more questions. No follow ups. Right. But well, man, uh, thank you again for coming on. Always good to chat with you. Um, you know, thank you always for the time. And it's been cool to kind of keep in touch as the uh, the season kind of progressed and into the off season. So, you know, uh, always, always appreciate that. One last question before we wrap things up. Um, you know, we asked what your favorite pair of shoes were last time. You have made quite a few more uh, acquisitions, if you will, since we've had you on. Has the favorite changed? Is there a new go-to for you at this point? I honestly, it would have to take a like, like the, a childhood like TV show like Scooby Doo <laughs> to come out and they make a collaboration with Nike for me to switch up my my one-two switches. Uh, not daily, but like it could be like I oh I really love my mummies that day, or it could be like I really love my civilist dunks. Like those like those two switch between. I say they're tied, but those are like my two like because the details on them are just insane. Um, but what I am like really excited for is um, the Powerpuff Girls pack. They are doing a collaboration <laughs> with Nike, and I used to watch that as a kid growing up, and I just yeah. remember like right before bed that would just pop up on my TV, and I just sit there watching it for hours. So I think. I think that uh, the next that might be a next couple pairs that might have to come into the collection. So I'm kind of kind of excited for those, but I don't think my one two are. Uh, it's it's tough to it's gonna it's gonna right. have to take a great shoe to to, to top those. Got to stay faithful. I will say too, oh. if you're did you ever watch Doug 
growing up? Did that or was that around like Nick on Nickelodeon? Uh, Doug, I feel like I've heard of that with Patty Mayonnaise, the love interest. This is I, I might be showing my age a little bit here on that on that regard, Pat. I don't know. Do you? I watched. Doug I watched it too. Yeah. They apparently are releasing the uh, the sneakers, like the the super upper echelon sneakers from that show. They're making an actual real life sneaker out of it and releasing it. That's my that's oh, my really? one claim to fame. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's. I don't think it's Nike. I think it might be like kind of a, a wild off brand, kind of like when they made PF flyers all over again a couple years back. Um, but yeah, that's something to, that I'm I'm probably going to keep an eye out for. I'll I'll send it to you if I can find the uh, the post yeah. If you it. see it, yeah, send it to me. I, I wonder if that's going to be like an Adidas because Adidas does things you like. See that? Damn it! Uh, not really. It is not working. I can kind of see it. I can kind of see Look it. Up, yeah, uh, retro clothing. The Sky Davis Air Jets. Sky Davis. That's what it is. What yeah. brand is it? I think it's kind of an off off brand retro. Oh my god, those are beautiful. Because if you, I mean, I know there's people listening to this episode that are like, "Oh my god, I I watched Doug growing up. Those things are awesome," and the character is purple. Sky Davis is a purple character. This is. I think it's just a random kind of like wild. You know, we're gonna do it because we can kind of thing, and that's pretty much it. But um also yeah, the I, uh the buttercup edition of the uh, sbs are yeah. sick <laughs> those are sick i need the entire pack i need it that's, that's so uh, great the buttercup incredible i cannot believe that they're doing this i think they need to do it for scooby-doo i, I would love I, that. That was, I, scooby-doo is my favorite cartoon yeah, growing up too i would definitely yeah. buy some yeah, that's uh, I, I think they I think if Nike is listening in, I think you guys should do that. I mean, the, turqu- if, the turquoise and, and brown combo with some yellow yeah, in there. If there's a show, it. if there's a podcast that Nike needs to listen to, it's definitely this one. I mean, uh, yeah, anybody. Shit, in that's that the realm, dream. Let us know. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, thank you again for hopping on. Always enjoy the time. Always appreciate it um pat you want to start it off and i'll I'll round it out and we'll we'll call this one a wrap uh la do you have a sign off i don't do you want you guys could do Do you you guys want one one. you guys do yours and i can think of something on the spot here well i'll go ahead and start off with uh with jason's and that's stay moist pat you want (laughs) shannon's yep make good choices while you're making good choices stay sassy all right, LA, you're up. Um, a sign off. I guess my sign off could be like, if you guys need shoes, hit your boy up. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> That's it. There you uh, go. And with that being said, uh, don't for any reason whatsoever, even if you skeeter so hard, people call you Patty Mayonnaise. Forget your Kermit tattoos. <laughs>